It always bothers me whenever I hear it and I think about it. So Indiana Jones lives forever, right? I mean, is that why Harrison Ford drinks? A spoiler alert. He drinks from the Fountain of Youth because he chooses the right um, cup. So he lives forever, right? So I, I, it's been a minute since I've rewatched. It's always uh, bothered me when I hear this open. Last Crusade. Um I think yeah, maybe right? uh, like I can't remember if it's something like you have to continue drinking from the Holy Grail oh, uh, to okay. be able to maintain that uh, that health. But uh, perhaps maybe that's why it is that we get all these Indiana Jones into perpetuity. You can live so, forever. Yeah. It's like, why? How is yeah. Indiana Jones still doing this? Yeah. Because he drank from the fountain of youth. Yeah. Come on, people. This yeah. isn't that hard to figure out. We do know there's quite the price to pay if you don't choose wisely, right? Bad end. Bad end. Didn't go with that flashy one just because it had gold and diamonds and pearls on it. Yes. Go with the cup of a carpenter, as they say. These are the types of things that affect me when I listen to the T-Row in the morning show. Now... Um, Toby has his news. We're going to hit kind of a sports newsy segment here, but I'd be remiss if getting the opportunity to fill in, I wouldn't hit the phones on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Um, I don't think we're in danger of getting canceled with Bob from Cement jumping in. So BFC kickoff hour three. How's it going? Top of the morning, Plank. Love you in the Lord. This professional radio call is for my amusement and your amazement. Hey, it's great to hear you taking Live phone calls, a rarity on Sports Text Sports, Sports Text 1400. Give it to the uh, the professional national radio host to be the only guy that takes live phone calls. This is such better radio than the Nazarene backstabber that does the morning show, too. Hey, and I now. love that. I know you guys I love each it. other. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So listen, so I'm, I'll get to softball in a second. Great job this weekend, by the way. You know I love listening to you. So ESPN, the liberal ESPN is hurting for programming so much. I'm watching Cornhole last night on ESPN. Yes. Listen to who their sponsors are. This is great. By the way, the Cornhole is pretty entertaining stuff, so I'm watching this. Cornhole sponsors last night are Bush's Beans, Dickie's Jeans, Johnsonville Brats. You can't make this stuff up. So I'm watching this stuff. You know the marketing guy that lined this up is laughing his buttocks off. It was hilarious. Pretty entertaining. I'd never watched it before on TV. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, I, I kind of fancy myself someone that that could be a retirement second career is to be a professional cornhole player. It does seem like you would have to be drunk to be better at that. You cannot though. be sober <laughs> whenever you play it, apparently. Right. So I'm watching the softball bracket reveal show with Miss Cement last night entertaining stuff you've met miss cement you know she brings the wood so to speak when she dresses up but she had a question that she wanted me to ask you so these chicks hosting the show right. were sitting around the the uh lounge chairs 
talking, chitter-chatting, and giggling, kind of like uh, our vice president. And she wanted me to ask you why all of these ladies are wearing ice road trucker Congo boots instead of ladies' dress shoes. It flipped her out. She couldn't believe it. Now, you know the way Miss Cement dresses because she went to Venable's uh, Ladies Tackle Football Day last right. year. Everyone else was in, uh, were in tennis shoes. And Miss Cement shows up in high heels, and she's running 15-yard out routes and catching the tackle football. So I, I don't know what it is. Do the softball chicks have to wear Congo boots, the softball announcers sitting around the table there? Have, have you noticed that? I didn't, you know what, uh, BFC, I've got that on ESPN Plus to rewatch today to listen to what the selection committee chair said. I was on the air during it last night. So I'll make sure to make note of that for the Plank Show tomorrow. Now, with the softball team, unbelievable. There are times this season I've had to strip naked and turn my head around backwards from a oh, come for, for, for behind. Yeah, for a, for a good luck come from behind victory. Didn't have to do it this weekend. That was good. Hey, is O is OU hurting for, uh, for 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 money or something? Why aren't they promoting this ladies tackle football day more? Last year it was every day on the radio. My man BV was coming on television begging chicks to show up for it it doesn't seem like that big a deal this year i think it is a big deal i just think we're still a little bit of a ways off i think we're still two months away from it so i'm sure it'll start amping up here bob all right all right right, buddy great great job this weekend everyone get out enjoy this great biden economy i am the kind of dude to say i told you so i'm bob for some minute it's time for you uh let's see here bob always elicits an incredible response off the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line uh, from the 816 Sooner Earl and KC writes, gets this, uh, get this loser off the air. Uh, here's one from the 405. Uh, this caller is a major douche that is so far out of touch. He shouldn't be allowed to talk to the general public. From the 405, please turn Bob off. So we are off to a stellar start in hour three by getting BFC's call in here. And by the way, apparently there is a correction to my thought about, you know, the, the cup offers, or excuse me, immortality because you drank from the fountain of youth, apparently I completely misunderstood. Yeah, it's the holy grail. Yeah, it's, it's the holy grail. It grants immortality rights to 405 for those who do not leave the temple. Dallas Bill, no, he doesn't okay. live forever. He has to drink from the cup of Christ, and it was lost down the chasm. Mm. He, not, he did not drink from the fountain of yeah. youth. But I thought he did, didn't he? Like take a drink to prove he did. It? He did drink out of it, but I'm not sure. Like I said, is that something you have to continue to do? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> did be a J. But it also would explain why that uh, night, the scary old man, why it is that he yeah, that he's still he's there, so old from he's the like crusades, very miserable. So. He's like just in this for me, yes. please. Drink for the right cup so I could just go die. Did BFC just drop a dress code? For women's softball, get out of here. Women are chicks? And he's just too political for sports? Yeah, we're off to a great start with BFC's call. So let's get caught up on all the sports news of the weekend. We've spent the better part of the first two hours talking about softball. Um, At the bottom of this hour, we're going to hit the biggest biggest stories from the selection show and kind of some of the best spots. And there's a lot of debate about seating and where – you know, certain teams like Alabama and Oklahoma State ended up conversely with the um, battle that's kind of taken place amongst teams like Northwestern and Stanford that deserved an opportunity to host as a top eight. But we'll get to all that coming up in a bit. But let's hit the big stories from yesterday beyond that. Here we go. 
In the NBA playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals are set. Jason Tatum had himself a day in the Celtics' dominating win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Here was Tatum going off for 51. You heard right, 51 last night for Tatum. Tatum, right corner against Embiid. Tatum for a 50-piece. Oh. You know what? He showed it. He showed you 50. I thought the, the amazing moment in this game from yesterday came with 657 to go I think it was in the third quarter and or maybe it was maybe it was the first half no it had to be the first half because it was 35 33 so yeah it was definitely in the first half from the from the moment that that dope on the Sixers sideline tried to grab Jalen Brown it was almost as if he woke up the entire Boston Celtics crowd and the Celtics team. They outscored Philadelphia 33-10 to in the third quarter, and Boston moves on to the Eastern Conference Finals for what should be a fun showdown against Jimmy Butler and the Knicks. Meanwhile, we're left to wonder if maybe we're going to see another coaching change. Remember, Monty Williams got fired this weekend by the Phoenix Suns. How about Doc Rivers? Oh, wait for it. Let me try this again in three, two, one. How about Doc Rivers? Are you planning to be the coach of the team next year? Yeah. Yeah, I got I think I got two years left. So given the tenor of what you've seen happen in the last two or three days where coaches of the year, guys with titles. Yeah, no one's know. safe in our business, you know, and I get that. Did you go through the have you gone through the list of the NBA coach of the year winners over the last like decade? None of none of them are still with the team that they coached except one. Now, we'll, ye, we'll leave Mike Brown out of this. The two-time coach of the year just won it this year for the job he did with the Sacramento Kings. But do you know who the coach of the year was last year, Drake? It was Monty Williams. Yeah. He got fired. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau won his second coach of the year uh, award in 2021, so he's still with the Knicks. But – Nick Nurse, 2020 winner, fired. Mike Budenholzer, 2019, fired. Dwayne Casey, head coach of the Raptors in 2018. If I remember correctly, he got fired after winning the award. And Mike D'Antoni, uh, D'Antoni, yeah, won it in 2017 with the Rockets, fired. So, what, what is it? Five of the last six winners, not including this year's winner, has been fired. Unbelievable. It's almost as if, and the winner of the coach of the year is... Mark Dagnall, um, no, no, I'm good. Oh, you know what? You guys keep that award. I'm going to sit here, and I'm just going to enjoy the offseason. I'm going to take some time away. Don't be giving me that award. It's like the new Madden curse, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, meanwhile, the other big story that broke in the NBA was the Ja Morant mistake. And, again, I'm not a political guy, never have been. I mean, it's if you, I, I like the people that I'm moving if X person wins president. No, nobody ever leaves the country. Nobody ever follows through on their promise. It's just eventually, if it's terrible, it figures itself out in four years. I'm the least political person you will ever meet in your life. And this John ja Morant saga has apparently sparked some sort of political debate over the Second Amendment. But I want to go back to a conversation that we had last year 
I'm sorry, last week that led to quite a fight on the Plank Show. And it was over gambling. And it was over the Iowa-Iowa State saga. Gambling might be legal in Iowa. Sports, sports wagering, to be specific. Might be legal in Iowa. But as a college athlete, you know that if you wager on a game, you risk your eligibility. You won't go to jail. It's not against the law. You might not be eligible, right? Number one. Here's the second example I gave. You might have your weed card, and you might smoke marijuana. And there's certain places that they'll look at that medical card and go, all right, fine, yeah, you, you can still work it. There's other places you're going to get fired. You can't fail a drug test and keep your job even with the marijuana card. I know that that's shocking to some of the stoners out there, but it's real. I mean, ask those who um, are with the Department of Transportation, or I'm sure there's other entities. Just because it's legal doesn't mean that you get to keep your job if you do it. You are legally allowed to possess a firearm. But if your job comes to you and says, Drake, listen, we really, really like having you work here. You're in, uh, an absolute benefit to all of us. But we need you to stop waving a handgun down, a handgun around during an IG call or an, a live IG. Just don't, don't do it anymore, Drake. I'm sure Drake, being a smart person, be like, you got it. I'm not going to wave a handgun around whenever I'm live on Instagram and risk, I don't know, the thing accidentally going off or by any stretch of the imagination, you know, putting myself in position where I can lose my job. All of that to say, you have every right in the world to possess a handgun. If your boss or your job tells you, stop flashing it around and you do it, you're going to lose your job. Now, there is a hell of a debate that we can have that could cross over into, I don't know, the KTOK world about the rights that your employee, your employer has over you on your free time. But I tell everyone this that I talk to in any issue, any issue. If you think that you can say whatever you want on your Twitter feed and get away with it, you're wrong. You're going to get fired. So that's just me. That's kind of how I feel about it. If I'm, the, if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm probably giving him another opportunity, right? But in this instance, he's going to face a long suspension. So we'll keep an eye on the John ja Morant saga, but he just, he's got to stay out of his own way. He's got to absolutely stay out of his own way. So that was a big story that broke this weekend. Here's the other big story. That broke this weekend. I uh, found it a little bit surprising how much college football news that we have. Because not only did you have the latest on the Pac-12 TV deal, which everyone that's involved in the Big 12 is keeping a keen eye on because we just don't know what the future holds for the Pac-12 and where it stands with Amazon, with ESPN, with whomever. One, Andrew Marshan, New York Post, reported that Amazon is out on the Pac-12 negotiations. Now, he always kind of couches it with, well, they can always get back in, but Amazon is out. It's a big loss for the Pac-12 because there's a lot of people that felt like they were banking on a big deal from Amazon to keep it alive. Here's the other big story, though, that's breaking in college sports this weekend. 
the ACC is meeting. And <laughs> Florida State, Clemson, have not been quite about their disappointment with the overall kind of trajectory of that league and its TV deal. The Pac-12 is discussing its own expansion possibilities in San Diego State and SMU, but you feel like they need to get their TV deal done before they can step in that direction. So this will be a fascinating week. The Big 12 versus the Pac-12 fight. Now we add the angle of the ACC's frustration with its TV deal and what could happen here. Let me ask, Drake, are you a believer that Utah, Arizona State, Arizona, and Colorado eventually end up in the Big 12? You a believer in that? Uh, I, I feel like Utah especially is something that is more likely after the addition of BYU. I, I think mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense after that move. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I think so. But he, here's the other part of it. You know, what, what is this TV deal going to look like for the Pac-12? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that saga because I feel like you're going to get a lot coming out. I mean, absolutely a lot of information coming out. If it's, if it's, oh, I don't know, Drake, Florida State trying to leak some information with their frustration, if it's Clemson trying to kind of shape where they need to be and what they need to do, we are set up for a fascinating week whenever it comes to the ACC. Keep an eye on it. And then maybe one of the funnest stories that I know TJ and T-Row have been all over this because Coach Stoops has come on their show, but Bob Stoops goes to the XFL and wins a championship. Coach, congratulations to you, to your entire staff, to the Arlington Renegades. You are our champions. Celebration is on, hugging. Eventually, we hear from Bob here in a second. Pretty good editing job by me on this, right? Yeah. It's coming. I haven't heard any bombs yet, so we haven't put the FCC license in peril. <laughs> they don't call you Big Game Bob for nothing. What a turnaround. I mean, it's a night and day difference from the beginning of the year to the way your team played tonight. What makes you most proud? Yeah, of the, the hard work and the way we've turned our season around. Uh, the assistant coaches and the players really deserve the credit. They've stuck together. They've hung together. And here towards the end of the year, we've really hit our stride at the right time. Have you ever experienced in your long career of coaching, decorated career, a turnaround quite like this? No, not like this. Um, and and I, I'd say a big turning point was getting Luis Perez, getting our quarterback Luis in there. He really has galvanized the team, and uh, they're really a a strong unit right now. You get Luis Perez in that locker room, he's made a big big difference. Fun story, Bob Stoops, XFL champion. And how great, like, that was, it's the same Bob Stoops that you've always seen in the Gatorade bath, (laughs) the same response of, uh, the stiffened up back of uh, that he gets every single time. I mean, it's it's just the same guy that we saw here for about twenty years, right? Really, really was cool. 
Really was cool. All right, there's a couple little tidbits we left out, like uh, hockey being pushed to ESPN2 last night. <laughs> Here's hockey in, with an amazing game six, right? And uh, ESPN is like, you know what? Let's put you on after baseball. Maybe start on ESPN2. We'll be good to go. The baseball game was 9-1 to one as well. But congrats to the Las Vegas Knights who are moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Cracking stars tonight to see who's going to play them in the Western Conference Finals. I think that pretty much catches us up on everything we missed this weekend. We'll come back. We'll hear from Grace Lyons and Haley Lee. Plus, Drake's got a check of the text line right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Final hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show wow. on this Monday morning. It's wild. Wild. How quickly this show does roll by. Oh, man. Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Uh, Drake and Plankin with you today. T-Row on the road traveling back from Spokane, Washington. TJ on vacation in D.C. Uh, this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show this Monday morning. It's brought to you by the great people at RK Black. They've been in business over 70 years, and they are your provider for technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses uh, in in Oklahoma. But also, if you're listening to us on the KREF app up in Kansas as well, they've got you covered. Those technology solutions include copiers, faxes, printers, scanners, document management, and much, much more. Give them a call at 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. That's RK Black bringing you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Plink. Uh, Dallas Cowboys next head coach, Bob Stoops. Do you uh, think he wants to coach in the NFL? You know, I think... I would think not, but I was also surprised whenever he went to the XFL. I know that's something that is much lower in terms of, um, in terms of stature and the amount of time that. Not to say that Bob hasn't invested a ton of time, right? Into, no, but no, there's a lot more that. freedom that comes with being the head coach of the Arlington Renegades than there are with being the Dallas Cowboys head coach, and. I mean, I know everything that I've ever read on NFL head coaches that uh, as little time with their family as college football head coaches and even assistant coaches sometimes get with their families, for NFL coaches, that is kind of a 365 ordeal for them, yeah. and especially in season. So, But, but th- there is, you know, there's a couple of things that could be appealing, right? Yeah. You know, you... It's Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I'm sure Jerry would give you kind of a little little bit of a stake in, you know, picking your players if you want, but I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's something coach. I would never yeah. ever speak for Bob. That Stoops. would something to have to be something to where the price is right. And also, I mean, this might be an aspect of it too, is one of the reasons why he's enjoyed this freedom the last couple of years is because it's allowed him to be able to go to all of Drake's games. True. And, yeah, this is the last season for Drake. So is that something to once? He's done with college. All the kids are done with school and everything, and they are in their young adult lives pursuing careers of their own. Is that something to where Bob would 
look at it a little bit more? Or is it if, hey, if Drake's getting an opportunity in the NFL, I want to be able to pursue watching, going to those games and watching him live there as well? I don't know. So I just, I've never seen anyone in my life, and I've been around some retired people, um, but I've never seen anyone that truly seems to be enjoying retirement like Bob Stoops is. That's me. Yeah. Anywhere else you want to go? Uh, a couple more here. Plank, seriously, BFC is horrible. He always has to act up. I actually applaud to Roof by not having BFC call in, and even yeah. DJ won't even read his text anymore. Yeah, uh, I know yeah, it's a terrible thing, right? That was a uh, self-imposed sanction that uh, BFC put on himself it's not even that t-row doesn't take his calls is that he just doesn't call yeah yeah he just doesn't call you know what i here's here's the thing um teddy has always been about not blocking people and not silencing voices so i just feel like everyone has well i had some guy that's a like, quit commenting on legal issues and i'm like we're not commenting on a legal issue we're commenting on facts then someone's like great great take on that everyone has a different opinion on things it's fine mm-hmm. some of you think you know a hell of a lot more than you actually do and some of you know a heck of a lot more than you think you do and i love i love all sides of it now do i get nervous and wonder if the delay works whenever bfc happens to gets punched up on the air you bet i do but everyone should be allowed to have a voice it's america i thought this was america miss america i thought this was america uh, what a great South Park episode. Oh, I'm one sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> um, and last one here on the Knippelmeyer text line. Uh, Andrew, this one made me laugh out loud whenever I read it, uh, during the break. Andrew Dice Clay changed his name to Bob and moved to Cement. I did not Man, see that. Coming. Didn't see that one coming today. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Uh, a good question. Drew England had texted and said, any updates on the baseball team and their jerseys being stole from the team hotel in Spokane. No, I haven't heard anything. Unless T-Rose said it on the broadcast, I'll text him here in a second. Uh, I don't know where they are as far as flight or road trip is concerned, but I don't, I don't think we have any updates on that. Except, that. except that I am not a fan of sometimes how the security is set up at these hotels. And again, hey, Spend a lot of money to stay at these hotels and a lot of extra money to have these rooms. And sometimes they're just, when we went to Hawaii though, bro, let me tell you something. I had to use that room for the show because remember whenever the guy got um, angered and started knocking on the, 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 the wall and yelling at me and I thought he was going to murder me. Uh, I, I found their actual room where the team was and they let me do my show from there. That place had security. You had to go through a couple of different levels whenever it comes to it. I'm absolutely positively not shocked that something like this would take place. Not at all. But, Drew, I'll try to effort you an update. There was one other here that I wanted to get to real quick before we got too far away from it, and it's on seating. We counted some of the surprises from the tournament last night. So uh, we'll dive into Jimmy and Duncan's question about How did Alabama draw a five-seed with three other mid-majors? Seriously. Great question. Yeah, not only did they get a five-seed, but you look at their regional and you're like, what is this? I think it might be the toughest regional. Explain next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports (laughs) Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. 
fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I can't stop watching. They're playing the highlight on ESPN of Bryce Harper losing his mind on the White Sox yesterday. And, you know, it's amazing what will trigger some people. Rob Thompson uh, got kicked out of a game for the first time as a manager, which was a moment where I realized that Rob Thompson was the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. I was watching highlights, and I'm it's like, wait, where's, who? Who's that guy? I, I know Dave Roberts is the manager of the, of the Dodgers. Meanwhile, you look at the managers, like, who the heck are these guys? You still got Ross in Chicago. Is he still your guy for the Cubs, Drake? Or they fire him already? What was that? Sorry, I was answering a question off the air. Uh, David Ross. Still yeah, Rossi's still there. Rossi's still there. Yes, absolutely. That's what I thought. All right, listen, I've got a lot of post-game stuff that I want to get to from the Big 12 tournament to uh, Toby up in Gonzaga. So, let's see. I'm trying to get this queued up with Grace Lyons from our post-game the other day. But I'll say this just as a general thought. I think that the NCAA Softball Selection Committee has been better – recently there has been some egregious mistakes that these people have made whenever it comes to seating in the past and to me I thought it was I thought it was pretty egregious that um, Alabama ended up where they did and then in that Oklahoma State ended up where they did I mean Alabama was the fifth seed in the SEC and by the way the status of their best pitcher is unknown. Montana Fouts got hurt on Thursday night. We talked about it on Friday's show, and it didn't really elicit confidence in the rest of their staff what happened the next night against Tennessee. Sure, they rallied or held on and beat Arkansas the night before, but count me among those who was shocked to see that they decided to put Alabama as not just <laughs> – not just a team that's that's hosting, but as as highly thought of as they actually were. I mean, it's one thing to get a top sixteen seed; it's another thing to be the fifth overall seed. I I do disagree with the notion that they somehow got an easy bracket. I think that you know you might look and say there's no power fives that are in that bracket, and you're right. But man, I. I wouldn't want anything to do with Central Arkansas in this tournament. And I'll tell you what, UCLA didn't get any favors either, getting Liberty and Dot Richardson in their bracket as well, too. Those are, those are two teams that can win some games. So I came up with this theory last night. Maybe you buy it, maybe you don't. I feel like that Alabama and Oklahoma State were rewarded because I still can't figure out Alabama, but at least for Oklahoma State, for what they did in the early season. If you're going to come after me and say, well, it's that simple, Plank. Don't you watch the game? Don't you pay attention? Uh, look how high Oklahoma State was in the RC RPI. It should be that simple. All right, very cool. Now do Stanford. Do Stanford while you're at it, who was third in the RPI, ranked ahead of Oklahoma State, and ended up finding themselves not even in a position to be a top eight seed. And honestly, I mean, I kind of felt like they deserved one over even a Washington. But here's my theory. Here's my theory. I think that in Alabama and in Oklahoma State, 
They were given a top eight, but they were given an incredibly challenging regional. And I know sometimes we just look at it and say, well, there's an SEC team there, so that makes it harder. Eh, not necessarily. And when you look at what Oklahoma State has, a Wichita State team that beat them twice, a Nebraska team that's playing good ball if, if they're healthy, they got a pretty tough regional. And I mentioned Alabama. You might say there's no Power Five there, uh, but Central Arkansas is absolutely no joke. They beat Arkansas twice this season, including a game in Fayetteville. I will say I just I am miffed at Stanford not only to get the nine, but then to f- throw a, a fairly decent Florida team in there with them and maybe one of the best fours in this tournament in Long Beach State. But it, it absolutely makes no sense to me why Alabama and Oklahoma State were as highly thought of as they were. I don't think it's a simple answer. So we'll have more on that probably tomorrow on the Plank Show. I've reached out to our resident bracketologist, Eric Lopez, to see if he's been able to make sense of it. Um, I watched during one of the commercial breaks the interview of the selection committee chair that ESPN did. That was embarrassing. I mean, they. you want to talk about parity, you're talking about a team going for their third straight national championship. I don't know if necessarily that's the numero uno conversation that's taking place there. I think it's more, hey, why, why Oklahoma State here? Why, why Alabama? Why not Stanford? Because if you're going to say that RPI matters, then you kind of gave the middle finger to Stanford on that. If you're going to say the way you're playing late matters, I think you're, you're, you're giving a middle finger to everyone else based on where Oklahoma State ended up. So it's confusing as all get out, and I don't think the right questions were asked during the selection show last night. I think, and they, I can't find like a post-bracket media get-together with the, the, the media. I mean, it, they do it for basketball, but we can't do it for softball? All right, off my soapbox. After the game on Saturday, I had a chance to talk to Grace Lyons. She was standing away from the celebration as the uh, trophy was handed out. They went out to the outfield and took a bunch of pictures, and players kept celebrating. Then I found the captain standing a little bit away from everything. Congratulations to have the weekend that you did here in your final Big 12 tournament. What's that mean to you? It was fun. I think getting a little taste of what postseason is going to be like in World Series here. Um, But I'm just so excited. I'm embracing all the last moments. So taking it all in, having fun. And uh, yeah, this is a great way to start postseason. I was going to say, there's all the celebration and the pictures and kind of standing back and watching all this. You just uh, taking it all in yeah i mean this isn't the ultimate uh championship so this is just a step towards it so i think celebrating it and then being ready for getting uh, prepared for next week and then ultimately june first week of june so this is uh, a step in the right direction as the captain you feel good where this team is right now oh yeah we're we haven't peaked yet we're just getting there there you go kind of a common theme right we haven't peaked yet we're just getting there which is incredibly scary for everyone else involved. Meanwhile, I also caught up with Haley Lee down on the field, the Big 12's most outstanding player. Trying to get the Big 12 most outstanding player here, Haley Lee, after she was named the most outstanding player. You got a second for me, Haley? Congratulations. What does it mean to hold that trophy? Uh, 
it means a lot, you know. Um, I've worked really hard, and then us as a team, you know, every day we're just working to improve ourselves and better ourselves. So I'm excited, and just to experience this with them has been great. I don't see a lot of the, the hand waving and the firing up of the crowd, and to see that from you today, just the energy of this place, or just felt like this team needed a bit of a spark? Uh, yeah, you know, we like to create energy, and I feel like I have a lot of it to give, so I just try to throw it their way, you know, so keep it going. All right, take me through that fourth inning run from first to home. How were you doing? Good? Yeah. <laughs> I was booking it. I was like, oh, don't let this be like yesterday. Like, just keep going. Uh, saw a coach running with me, and I was like, we're in this together right here. So it was fun. Hey, for, for you to come here and to be embraced as you deserve to be and to have the success that you've had, I know we've got a lot more to go, but what's that overall feeling like right now for you? Uh, right now, it's just one step at a time. Uh, it's been fun. I'm excited to get to experience this, but we're not done yet. So we're going to keep going, keep grinding, and keep going all the way. So Congratulations. Thank you so much. All right. Um, hey, Lily. I had, I've got a great post-game moment for you that I want to share when we get back. It's, it maybe is, and he hasn't replied to my text message, but JT Gasso pulling the emergency seat mid-interview might be one of my favorite moments of all time. And I'll play it for you next, right here on The Ref. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Final segment oh, sorry. of the T-Row in the Morning Show. No crossover today. Well, because Plank is a uh, host right now. I guess uh, Josh, home. he's not in the studio, so. I appreciate Fing Nay who found the extra inning softball one-on-one with the NCAA selection committee chair. Yeah. Really good questions in there. I'm glad that Justin made it free to non-subscribers, but you got to have more transparency, right? It's got to be more than just a quick Q&A with one entity. I hope there's more out there. They, they really seem to focus on top 10 wins which is hilarious because it's a it it also applies to everyone. I mean it's just Stanford had a good record against top 10 teams. I just I don't understand it, Drake. Very perplexed by Oklahoma State and Alabama. Oh, and then by the way, we don't know if Alabama's best player is going to play. Kind of a big deal as far as that's concerned. All right, anything else you uh you wanted to get to here before we put a wrap on the show? Uh, just, uh, this hour is brought to you by RK Black in business over 70 years now, bringing you the best in business technology. Give me a call at 405-943-9800. Visit my rkblack.com. Uh, you want to close out with the text line? Sure. Absolutely. Um, first from the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, it's hard to congratulate these girls. They will literally tell you not to. <laughs> more, more work has to be done, Plank. No, I know. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And that's, that's hilarious because they've started to celebrate their wins more, but yet there is still kind of this idea of, yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet. So I love it. I wanted to, two other quick ones that I wanted to read here too that I saw. 
Um, this was from the 405. So do you think Utah's win over UCLA saved them from coming to Norman in the Super Regional? No, I think Utah's win over UCLA allowed them to host. I think it was either going to be, you know, 14 or 13 and hosting a regional. Um, or you were going to end up, you know, as like a 17, 18 seed going somewhere like maybe Oklahoma State. So I don't think it saved them from being the 16. I think it ensured them to basically make the field as a team that can host. Nick writes, Grace Lyons is going to be a big loss for Oklahoma, not just because of the amazing player she is, but because of her work ethic. Is it just me or she is, is she a little underrated? Oh, absolutely. And uh, then there was this, you know, Texas was very mad. And the last text in says, top 10 and head-to-head, but Texas beat OSU three times. Yeah, the, the Oklahoma State, no one benefited more from what they did in the early season than Oklahoma State. No one did in this whole field. So it's impressive. And Alabama has the five seed in the SEC, getting the five seed overall in the tournament. Uh, every justification you have for that is also something that's in the back pocket for Stanford. So it makes no sense to me. All right, my favorite moment from my post game. Talking to my guy, JT Gasson. I got two hitters I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about Haley Lee. What would you see from her today? So aggressive. Uh, calm, uh, in control, knew what she wanted, uh, and taking hacks. That's that's uh, really um, all we can ask for. So um, I got to go in. No, go in. Go in. <laughs> Literally, right? I saw his eye caught something. I don't know what was going on. But I saw his face, and as soon as he did... Uh, in control, knew what she wanted, uh, and taking hacks. That's, that's uh, really um, all we can ask for. So um, I got to go in. No. <laughs> I think that's the way I'm going to start wrapping up every single show. All right. Um, I got to go in. See you guys later. Hey, uh, if you missed any of the show, we'll have it up on the podcast. That includes Patty Gasso from Hour 2 in our interview on the selection show last night. Uh, no fear, T-Row will be back with Drake tomorrow, so thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, thanks as well to Drake Dykin for getting up early because getting up early sucks. Josh and Connor coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Have a great Monday, everybody. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.